800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis, and these are the stories we're following this hour. The Alaska Police Officers Association and volunteers took around 50 kids shopping through the annual Shop with a Cop event Saturday at Fred Meyer. On Wednesday, Capital City Fire Rescue, along with officers of the Juneau Police Department, responded to a residence in the 9100 block of Glacierwood Drive after a 911 call reported multiple drug overdoses. And Gregory Golodov, the last survivor among 41 residents in prisons in Japan after Japanese troops couched the remote Alaska island of Attu during World War II, has died. First, Alaska Police Officers Association and volunteers took around 50 kids shopping through the annual Shop with a Cop event Saturday at Fred Meyer. The nominated children were brought to Fred Meyer in a grand lights and sirens parade. Through the program, the kids could pick out gifts for their family members with an officer's help. Kurt Stage Harvey, a detective with Juno Police Department and a board member of the Alaska Peace Officers Association, has been organizing the event for the past four years. He says generous supporters make the event possible. We have some incredibly generous community supporters. Uh, the airport uh, mini mall and apartments is very generous. Uh, the Lemon Creek uh, Inmate Council donated a very generous amount to us too. And we have a bunch of um, uh, donors throughout uh, different businesses in Juno. And Fred Meyer, of course, is an incredible partner. Give us 20% discount on everything. They gave us treats, snacks this morning, and drinks. So I look forward to this day every year. Bruce Bowler, another APOA board member, has been involved since the beginning. He comes back every Christmas with his very own Mrs. Claus to spread cheer. It's just so much fun seeing all the kids and all the smiles for the kids that really need it. And the police officers, the people in law enforcement in Juneau know who these kids are. JPD Sergeant Sean Phelps says he's seen the positive impact from the event. It can build trust with law enforcement for kids who may have had negative experiences in the past. I do see uh, kids that I have helped in the past before and they smile when they see me and they remember me and they remember the experiences that the experience that we've had with Shop with a Cop and, and I, can, I can tell that it, it does make a difference for them. A variety of law enforcement agencies participate outside of APOA and JPD. Over 30 officers from different agencies volunteered this year, and the more officers that volunteer, the more kids that can be helped. Russell Hutchins, a transportation security officer, says this was his second year participating as a volunteer. He moved here from Georgia and says the event introduced him to Juno's community. He says he can understand a little bit about where the kids are coming from. When I was a kid myself, my family was kind of in a similar situation. Not, like We weren't well off or anything. We lived in a mobile home. And so I get for families struggling paycheck to paycheck and trying to live off what they can. The kids nominated experienced financial difficulty, housing or food insecurity, behavioral or mental health issues, or a traumatic experience in their life. Community members, schools, and service agencies send in their nominations during November. On Wednesday, Capital City Fire Rescue, along with officers of the Juneau Police Department, responded to a residence in the 9100 block of Glacierwood Drive after a 911 call reported multiple drug overdoses. First responders contacted several people in the residence and provided life-saving measures to three people suffering from overdose symptoms. Witnesses at the scene reported the overdose may have been caused by the individuals using fentanyl when they might have thought they were using cocaine. The three individuals who suffered the overdose were transported to the hospital where they later recovered. 
On Friday, investigators of the Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs Task Force served a search warrant at the residence on Glacierwood Drive to look for controlled substances. At the residence, CCAD located three Juno residents inside. The residents were identified as 35-year-old James Robert Lindsay, 30-year-old Liv Candace Dibdahl, and homeowner 38-year-old John Donald Perrin. During the investigation, CCAD located and seized a variety of illegal drugs, including 1,037 grams of methamphetamine, 220.36 grams of cocaine, 3.8 grams of heroin, four pills imprinted with the label M30 believed to contain fentanyl, $44,036 in cash, a digital scale, and numerous small plastic baggies, which are commonly used in the distribution of drugs. Following the search, Lindsay, Dibdahl, and Perrin were arrested and taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center. And Gregory Galdoff, the last survivor among 41 residents in prison in Japan after Japanese troops captured the remote Alaska island of Attu during World War II, has died. The invasion prompted the war's only battle on North American soil. Galdoff died last month in Anchorage at the age of 84. His sister, Elizabeth Galdoff Kudrin, the second to last living Attuid, died in February at 82. Japan invaded Attu in June 1942 when Galdoff was three years old. The Attuids were sent to Japan where they were held captive until the war ended. U.S. forces retook the island in 1943 after a brutal campaign fought in frigid rain, dense fog, and strong winds. Surviving Antoines were resettled on another Alaska island. Coming up, the Alaska School Activities Association Region 5 Wrestling Championships were held at Thunder Mountain High School this weekend. That story, when News of the North continues. The Alaska School Activities Association Region 5 Wrestling Championships were held at Thunder Mountain High School this weekend. Every school in Southeast Alaska attended the tournament, with the top two wrestlers in each weight class advancing to the Alaska State Tournament this week. This year, Thunder Mountain High School came out on top for the District 1 title with 236.5 points, followed by Ketchikan High School's at 186.5 points. Ketchikan has won the regional team title for the past 15 years, but Juno came in with an edge this year. Their wrestlers have formed a strong bond since opening their brand new wrestling center. Thunder Mountain High School junior and team captain Hayden Abe says the team has really come together to form a brotherhood this wrestling season. We haven't had a strong bond with our team until now, which I think was a reason why we won most of our matches. It's from our great teamwork and great chemistry. Thunder Mountain High School junior and team captain Justice Darbone says they've had more time to practice and improve this year. I think we've grown substantially just being able to use our own space and not be restricted by time zones and different restrictions throughout the school. And Thunder Mountain High School junior and team captain Carmen Haas says their team will keep moving forward. I think tonight is a big standpoint for us that it's been, I'm pretty sure, 15 years that we lost Catch Can, and this year is the final breaking point. I think all we're going to do is grow and get better from here. Abe says this is what went into his win Saturday night. Staying disciplined and keep fighting even though I was dog tired. Kept moving and rolling and came out on top. All of the team captains, including Thunder Mountain High School junior Colton Cummings, say their strong work ethic will get them far. Stay tuned later this week for interviews with the Thunder Mountain High School coaches before they head off to state. A federal program that protects the health and well-being of commercial fishermen should be expanded to include substance use disorder and worker fatigue, according to a group of lawmakers from New England and Alaska. The lawmakers want to expand a federal commercial fishing occupation safety program that funds research and training. The program is designed to help the nation's fishermen in their often hazardous conditions they face at sea. 
Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine, who is one of the lawmakers pushing for the change, said expanding the program would help fishermen access more safety training and mental health resources. Collins and the lawmakers introduced the proposal late last week. Every day, our fishermen are faced with demanding and dangerous working conditions that take both a physical and mental toll, all of them work to bring food to the tables of families across the country, according to another member of the group Democratic Senator Edward Markey of Massachusetts, who added the expansion would, quote, provide much-needed funding to ensure that fishermen are getting the information and resources they need to stay safe and healthy on the job. Republican Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska is another supporter of the change. Alaska produces the most volume of seafood in the country, while New England is home to New Bedford, Massachusetts, the top U.S. port in terms of seafood value. The lawmakers proposed changes would increase the program's annual funding from $6 million to $12 million, according to a Collins spokesperson. The proposal would also remove a cost-share component from the program as well. And a U.S. Coast Guard helicopter that crashed on Reed Island during a rescue mission last month has been recovered. The Coast Guard says the helicopter was recovered on Friday and an investigation into the November 13th crash will continue. The agency says all four crew members who were taken to Seattle for treatment have been released from the hospital. The Coast Guard previously described two of the crew members' injuries as serious. The crash was reported by the fishing vessel that was the subject of the helicopter's search and rescue mission. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, knyradio.com.